Hello, everyone. This is Will Fletcher, your host. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Behind the Scrubs, Life of a CNA. Uh, we're going to take a journey today, okay? I goofed up, which I often do, all right? When I was thinking about this podcast in my sleep or while I was trying to sleep, I knew exactly who I wanted to talk to. I built an avatar of what the person looked like, where they worked at, uh, how much education they have, and all of the characteristics that goes into, um, you know, trying to find your target audience. And then I realized maybe I scaled down too much. I'm too focused on that avatar because I was speaking to people who are already CNAs. But what if someone tunes in that doesn't know what a CNA is or what they do? So I had to go back to the drawing board and make it make sense to uh, a wider audience, okay? So first, what is a CNA? CNA stands for Certified Nursing Assistant. They have several titles, uh, nurse aide, nursing aide, nursing assistant. In some circles, they're called patient care technicians, all right? So the, the role of a CNA is to assist residents with activities of daily living. We call them residents because the facility, the nursing home or assisted living is where they live. But now uh, CNAs work in a plethora of places. Like when I first started back in 05, all I knew was a nursing home and hospital. I don't even think we had assisted living facilities back in Buffalo. I wasn't introduced to assisted living until I got to Georgia in like 2009. But as I'm now an educator of CNAs, I am seeing that many places employ CNAs, all right? Not just nursing homes, hospitals, assisted livings. I have students working in urgent care, um, doing home care. We have CNAs working at the foot doctor and heart center, cancer centers, all over, okay? Anywhere healthcare is provided, there could possibly be a CNA there. And it is not difficult to become a CNA. The government spells out exactly the steps you need to follow to become a CNA. You have to take a state-approved uh, nurse aid training program, at least 75 hours of training. At the end of your training, you take a state exam and you become certified. You pass both parts of the exam. There's a written part, a multiple choice test. Okay. And then the second part would be the skills evaluation where you have to perform uh, a handful of skills in front of the state surveyor. And then you're certified. Okay. It's not too strenuous, not too difficult at all. Um, there are courses, I mean, excuse me, there are programs that are one week long, is what they're telling me, down in Florida, and there are courses that can last for a semester. Those are offered at the technical colleges, okay? The, um, the reason why I became a CNA, like, if you read my book, uh, you know that I never wanted to be a CNA. I honestly, I hate to even say this, 
Sorry, Miss Lisa Marble. That was my CNA instructor. I never wanted to be a CNA. I took CNA because the training was paid. All right, because uh, where I'm, where the environment that I was in, CNAs weren't looked at in a in a positive light. There was all type of negativity attached to being a CNA. One, Miss um, Nomer was it was only for women. The second one was. You know, you wipe ass for a living. And I didn't want to be involved in that. I was doing everything in my power to not be a CNA. I worked in security. I worked in a warehouse. I did uh, call center work. Um, I didn't work at all. I think I was, I was even receiving food stamps at one point in time. I was doing everything to not be a CNA. And then I finally did it because the training was paid. And I had other ideas. I'm like, I, by the time the class is over, I've been collected a couple of checks. I can take this money and go do something else with it, and I will never have to be a CNA. But um, I'm a competitive person. I've been involved in sports all my life. And during the class, we had quizzes and tests, just like any other school. And we had to perform skills. And I didn't want anyone to be better than me. So I think I got A's. On every test, I did the skills just as well as the instructor. And to the instructor and to the program, it looked like I was dedicating my life to being a caregiver when really it was just a competition for me. All right. So after becoming a, uh, after finishing the program, we went upstairs to do our clinical rotation with the, um, the residents that, that were living in a nursing home because the program was offered in the basement of a nursing home. We went upstairs and we started working with the people. And I'm not going to go down this whole rabbit hole with you, but I fell in love with it, obviously. Here we are uh, almost 20 years later, and I'm still involved with CNA in some type of capacity. Okay. So I do recommend anyone who is interested in healthcare definitely become a CNA because you, you don't necessarily know what you like or what you don't like until you've been exposed to it. And I know many people want to be RNs for several different reasons. And that's admirable. That's fine. But you don't know what it entails. It's not what it looks like on Gray's Anatomy all the time. It could be, but not all the time and definitely not in the beginning. All right. So it doesn't take that long to become a CNA. So there's a, a very minimal time investment. A lot of CNA programs are affordable. And if uh, you have an issue with uh, paying for the class out of pocket, there are several uh, financial aid or tuition assistance programs available, or there may be even some paid training in some, in some areas. Okay. So I, I encourage anyone who's wanting to be a nurse or work in healthcare in any type of capacity Definitely go the CNA route, okay? <clears throat> a CNA will, um, having a CNA education or a CNA, having CNA experience will definitely prepare you for other aspects of your life. I tell my students all the time, every, every student walks through our door wants to go work at the hospital. And that's perfectly fine. But not everybody is, you know, not everybody's going to be 
able to work at the hospital, right? Hospital is a highly coveted position, uh, employer. And if you don't get selected at the hospital, are you just not going to be a CNA? No, you're going to go somewhere else. But I tell all my students to start at a nursing home. If you give a nursing home six months, okay, because many programs, they just prepare you to pass the exam and become a CNA. You don't necessarily know the ins and outs and how to perform at the job or how to survive at the job. Go to a nursing home. You're going to get all the training you need and some is going to uh, prepare you on so many different levels, how to deal with the residents, how to deal with their families, how to maneuver, you know, with your coworkers, how to um, get the attention of management and ownership and, and get possible uh, promotion opportunities or maybe um, become a medication aid, okay? All different types of things you can do. But you're going to notice the things that you go through at this nursing home, the rest of your life is going to be so seem so easy. It's going to be so hard to rattle you because you, you're going to, you, I'm telling you, you could, you could work in Afghanistan and not sweat, all right? That's how intense... It's going to be. You're going to have some great days. You're going to have some horrible days. And you're going to have some in-between days. But if you go straight to the hospital with very little um, experience or no experience at all, that may not be the best move for you. Okay? Some hospitals are better than others at training. Um, but usually, when, once you're certified, the expectations are super high, depending on the employer you land at. So go to the nursing home, get your experience. They're gonna, you're going to be allowed to make, you know, make your mistakes and, and get into your own groove and find your way. But if you uh, try to go after these um, hospitals uh, right away, you, you may be doing uh, more harm than good. Not saying that you can't do it because I've had several students who have done it. But I'm only speaking from my experience. I went, I was... Uh, a nursing home CNA, then I went to the hospital, and then um, once I became a nurse, that's that was my first introduction into a assisted living facility. I didn't know anything about it as a CNA. But if you, man, I, I've had some CNAs go straight to the uh, assisted living out of school because sometimes they pay a little bit more, and that is like a vacation for a CNA. But what happens is maybe you get an opportunity to work at a nursing home or a hospital because they pay a little bit more than the assisted living. And now you you really have to hump and, and the work is totally different. And now you're miserable. So go to a nursing home first and then uh, branch out and see what else is out there for you. Okay. So um, like I said, I've been educating CNAs since November 2012. Okay, so I have an extensive amount of experience teaching others to become CNAs. All right. Um, some say that I'm an expert. I never looked at it that way. They say if you do 
something for X amount of hours or X amount of years. You you become an expert in the space. I never really looked at it like that, but um, I, I guess I am because like I tell my students um, often, like there are some people out here as good as I am, but I don't think there is nobody better in, in this space of uh, educating CNAs in the state of Georgia. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not tooting my own horn. I, if you look at the statistics of uh, Georgia, at the Georgia Nurse Aid Registry, over since I've been teaching, I have certified the most CNAs by far. It's not even close. Okay. So I, I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. All right. And... <clears throat> I have to be an advocate for CNAs. It is often uh, a disrespected line of work because people don't, they don't know everything that a CNA does, right? People talk bad about CNAs until they actually need one, right? Every Everything is, oh, you wipe ass for a living or I could never do that. And somebody has to do it. So it is It is not the most glamorous job. I'm not going to sell you that. But it is a, a needed job. And if you have the heart for it, you will make a difference in someone's life. And that is sometimes, um, sometimes better than money. All right. You, I didn't even know the impact that I was making on people. I thought I was offering a six-week program. I teach these 10 chapters and these uh, couple dozen skills, and I'm on to the next class. I'm on to the next class. You go to work, make a few dollars. Uh, some of my students go on to become nurses and beyond. But it's those, the students that tug at my heart, the ones that they don't come from a positive environment. I, I, we just had a class graduate the other day, and while we were having lunch, they were sharing stories with each other. Uh, one young lady said, nobody in my household thought I could do it. They told me I was wasting my time. Why do you want to be a CNA? They don't make no money. You're already doing CNA work. You're wasting your time going to class. And the stories we had about eight young ladies at the table and a gentleman. And as we went around the table, the stories were getting sadder and sadder. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, what is, what kind of world do we live in? But I, and they then turned around and, and thanked me for believing in them. Okay. For, for giving them the emotional support that I didn't even know I was given. Because usually I am emotionally unavailable. <laughs> um, but it really, it, it hit me. Sometimes I get uh, text messages from, from previous students. Hey, Will, um, thank you for everything you did. You just don't know what this meant for me and my family. I went from earning $8 an hour to $15 an hour. Now I can finally afford uh, piano lessons or, or whatever the case may be. Um, it was, it is really eye opening and I didn't know that I was, uh, having this type of impact on the students who were, uh, coming through our doors. 
So not I was I'm not getting burned out, but I was I'm ready to transition into a different role. I don't want to be in the classroom as much. But after hearing the stories and the feedback they gave me and and they really gave me like confirmation, like you I've really found my thing. So um, I originally told them they were going to be the last class that I teach, but now I don't, I don't know. I may hang in there for another, for another few months or so, but my goal now is to find the next Will Fletcher. I'm not, not saying that I want them to be me, but I want to find, uh, a LPN or RN who has a passion for teaching, who loves the CNA designation, and that can add something to the classroom. I was extremely nervous when I got the opportunity to teach. There was not a lot of training involved. Uh, the employer said, oh, you're a nurse? All right, here's the book. Class starts tomorrow. And I had to go in there and and my I used to be my favorite phrase, fake it till you make it. And I... And here I am, you know, almost 12 years later, still doing it. So I am grateful for that opportunity. But I, that, those first, my first class, even though uh, they probably loved me to death, they had no idea how nervous and unprepared I was. But they all passed their exam and became CNAs. So at the end of the day, they got what they came for. But now my class is so much more than that. I noticed the other day we were having a conversation in class about an hour had went by and we we what we didn't talk about anything CNA related. We were talking about life. And that is one of the uh differences in my class than than any other class they could have taken. And many of them come by word of mouth and they heard from their loved ones how my classroom is and and how funny Mr. Will is. And I do offer a relaxed atmosphere. Life is hard enough. So uh, when they are in our, my class, it's, it's a safe place and they can share and they can be themselves. And even though we have fun, we also learn, okay? So thank you guys for listening. Um, I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to me go on and on and on about how I love uh, CNAs and how I love the, the, the designation of a CNA and how I'm going to be an advocate for all of the CNAs and future CNAs and let them know that it doesn't matter what the community thinks about you. Your residents and your patients are definitely going to love you. So thanks for coming on this journey with me. You are listening to Behind the Scrubs, Life of a CNA. I am your host, Will Fletcher, and I will speak with you guys soon. Y'all have a great one.